What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, rhymes, and diapers. This episode of the Fatherhood's Podcast is brought to you by Fly Dad, where fatherhood stays fly. Check us out at flydadgear.com. All right. Manny, how you doing, man? I'm good, bro. What's up with right, you? You look, you look stressed, though. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, it's been, a, it's been a challenging day on many fronts, but parenting in particular. So, we, But we can get into it. Let's, let's introduce our guest first. All right. Well, yeah, we, we are honored to have a special guest today. We got, uh, he's a radio personality. You hear him all the time. One third of the Breakfast Club. DJ, producer. I'm kind of I'm seeing him as a real estate mogul at this point as well, sure. uh, among sure. many, many other things. So welcome to fatherhoods. But wait, most importantly, he's a father. He's a father. That's why he's here. That's so the welcome, most important part here. Welcome DJ Envy to the Fatherhoods Podcast. <laughs> you can have platinum plaques, but it wouldn't matter on this podcast. Right now. Nah, it doesn't matter. I ain't mad at it. <laughs> well, first, man... Um, a congrats is in order because you just recently welcomed in child number six, correct? Yeah, baby number six is here. Wow. Wow. Peyton Casey. So baby number six. So now I got four girls and two boys. Yeah. I'm actually in my daughter's room now. So if you see the pink stuff, my baby um, is actually in my room in the bassinet. And I came in my daughter's room because my son's room, I know, is probably smells like football. And <laughs> so I know my daughter got the cleanest room, so I came in her room to do this. I mean, it's, that could be your office, and you're on the Dipset type I, drip. I was just thinking that. that. <laughs> could be that. Right. I was just thinking you got that you got that camera fly, swag going on. Yeah, but yeah, it's my daughter's room. Wow. So, so six kids. Yeah. And wow. Hmm? Yo, and wow, let's just buddy. and let's just be clear: these are all with the same lady. Right, yeah, all, all with my wife, and they all live in my house. So yeah. it's not like you know, I got Yo, props to her, there, man. Yeah, so I got six, and they all live here, all with the same. My, my wife, I've been with her twenty seven years. We've been married. Wow. Congrats, uh, twenty one years this uh, May. Wow, congrats, man! Come on now, let's let's applaud that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got two kids, and I and I'm pulling out here. I don't even have. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but hold on, Evie. So. I, I like the way you phrased it. You was like, yeah, six kid this year. Almost like if you are used to having kids almost every year. <laughs> kind of, sort of. It's like his album release schedule. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. Annual baby showers, they used to call it. But yeah, you know, we had uh, two early. I had two when I was uh, in, my, in my early 20s, 22, I think. And uh, then right after that, we had another one. And then we just chilled. And then um, when your kids get a little older... Is it like you miss that that feeling of, of a baby, of a child, of growing? And um, financially, I was doing well. And I said, let's have another one. And we had another one. And then another one. And then another one. And then another one. And it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's you know, I love being a father. Like, I'm a full-time dad. I'm not a dad right. that just throws money on the table. Like I said, my my baby, who is is probably nine weeks now, it's in there with me. My wife is at my other house. And... You know, the kids are in school and my son is in school. My daughter, she goes to NYU. So this is this is full time job. 
Yo. So how do you balance that? Yo, those? yes. Let's get like, right into that. Give us some tips because because it's you well, have you have a you have a full on career. You're very successful, you know. And but you said you're a full time father. Like I like to say I'm a I'm a full time. What did I say? Full time father, part time everything else, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Is it saying that? So how do you, yeah how do you balance that? Uh, so for most of y'all, if y'all know, if people know me personally, or even if they don't, they seen my kids before, and that's usually because I take my kids with me. So it's like my daughter has been around with me. So when I do the car shows, my daughter is the one. She she runs the merch. So she runs the merch. She orders the merch. She sells the mm. merch. That's her job. She gets paid. She gets a salary for that. Um, my son is the same. So if you ever see me at the Super Bowl or this week I was at the Knicks game, like I'm with my son. I'm not with my boy. I'm not with the homie. No disrespect to my boys and the homie, but that's my son. You know what I mean? So right. me and him is sitting at the games. We're sitting, you know, at the at the you know Super Bowl. We're going to those things because those are those moments. And sometimes when I do take a trip, let's say I'm out in, in Miami doing a show, or if I'm overseas, I take the whole family. We make it a whole vacation, so everybody goes. It's a little stressful. Cause you know, having kids going through airports and hotels and checking in and all that is a little stressful, but I mean, they get to experience the world because of who their dad is. And I love it. Yo, that's it. Was it always like that though? Or did like, did you find that you were, you know, there was a learning curve when they, when, you know, when you were younger and when you had the younger kids, cause now it seems like you're including the older kids and things that they can actually do. Yeah. Well, you know, before they couldn't necessarily come with me. So like, I, you know, I could get my, my daughter comes to the club with me, you know what I mean? Right. And, it, and it's better for me. Some people are like, nah, I ain't partying with my, my kids. But for me, it's like, I'd rather them learn from me. Like yeah. I'd rather them look, say, oh, you see that about to happen. That means they're about to shoot it up. Let's, let's, let's slide. You come mm. in the club, you know, with a back door, the front door, to this door, to that door, you buy yourself a drink. You don't want nobody putting stuff. Like I'm able to teach my kids what to look for. You know what I mean? A lot of right. times we're not able to do that. You know, parents, oh, I I'm not going to the club with my kids. Nah, I want my kids to come with me. Yeah, I want you to come with me. And it's also, I, I always say my kids keep me young. You know what I mean? When I'm working out with my son or, or we in the car with each other, I, I plug in their iPhone. Yo, what you listening to? Oh, right. that's what you listening to? That's what's hot? Okay. Oh, when we working out with you, no, plug in your iPad. And, you know, and then we have, the, you know, the, the debates, you know, my son tells me Juice World's better than Jay-Z. You know, we have those type of debates. But, you know, it's those are the, the moments that keep me young, that keeps me in the know of this music. And so when I hear a new song and most people are like, oh, I don't know who that is. Nine times out of ten, I know because my son or my daughter already played it for me. How, how do you say young for a long time? Six years in. Yeah. <laughs> six, six kids. Six so can you run down the ages of, of all you kids? I know the youngest is nine weeks. But, but where we at everywhere else? 20. She goes to NYU. 18. He's a, a sophomore. He'll be a, no, he's a junior. He'll be a senior next year. And then I got an eight, a seven, and a five, and then a newborn. So 20, 18, eight, seven, five. That's the lotto right there, y'all. Play those numbers. So go, going back to, I think, what E was getting at when, um, like, you're, you're eight, 18-year-old and you're 20-year-old, and you're younger at that point, and you're like you know i don't know how far into your career at that point but you know it, it's it's a different mindset a different flow were you had it yeah how were you able to figure out kind of where you are now back then in terms of parenting and including them in what you were doing and finding that balance was that just always kind of instinctual for you or did that take some getting used to and figuring out all right this is how i should flow with my kids in order to balance all this stuff out Right. Well, one was was my parents. You know, both my parents were in my life. Both my parents raised me. My father is a retired police officer. My mother worked at Guardian Life Insurance. So they were there. You know what I mean? Uh, even though I grew up in Queens and 
been through everything in Queens, my pops would still pop up for me. You know what I mean? He was the one that you at the bus stop and he just drive by mm. and just look at you so you know he's there. And I do that to my kids to this day. You know what I mean? <laughs> he was that type of dad. They were always there. Never missed a game. Never missed this. Never missed that. Always wanted the best for me. So for my kids, it was the same. So when I got my first check, the first thing I did was I was like, I need to leave Queens. I need them to have a space where they're safe. And that's why I moved to Jersey. Now, it was far in New Jersey. When I moved them in New Jersey, put like this, it was where they shot the Jason movies. Like the oh. lakes and the it was that <laughs> far out. Um, but at that time, you know, me and my wife had a discussion and I was like, yo, I don't want you to work. And I was like, I know it's going to be difficult. I know it's going to be hard. I know we're going to live two hours out. But I was like, I want you to raise the kids. I don't want a nanny. I don't want a, the school. I don't want a, a babysitter. I want you to be there. And, you know, she gave up her career. Most people don't know. Like she was making more than me. She was helping me out. Right. And she gave up her career to raise the kids and, you know, like being a full-time mom or being a full-time parent is difficult. Like yeah. I tell people all the time, like when my wife be like, yo, I got to go for a, a day or two, whatever she has to do. And I got to be full-time dad is I'm like, when are you coming back? <laughs> uh, Cause you know, it's like, they have a routine and that ain't on my routine. So I, I, I F up their whole routine and, and their schedule. So it's like, like two weeks ago, my wife went to New York with, 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 with my, um with my daughter to help her, you know, fix her apartment up. And I was here for, you know, 12, 15 hours with the kids. And I'm yelling at the little ones like, yo, y'all gotta be quiet. This baby sleeping, this baby wake up. Y'all watching this baby and they, you know, wrestling and, and fighting and I'm yoking them up and, and they crying and they they FaceTime mom and the mom calls me, why are you being so tough on them? Like, you know, it's, it's a thing, but you know, it's, it's, I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world though. So to answer your question, it started off from my wife, doing it and us just kind of just figuring it out. Like I never missed a, a football game. I never missed a football game, a basketball game. If I had to drive back from North Carolina to be there, I drove back. If whatever it took, I wanted to be there because there's nothing better than seeing that your, your kid smile. You can have a stressful day and stressed out and difficult, but when your, your kid comes and hugs you or gives you that kiss or, or just smiles, that changes the world for you. Just to set up realistic expectations for any father listening, right? When you say you never missed these games, there had to be something though that you you missed. Like you there's compromise. things that were priorities for you to not miss, but that because you're busy, so you know you're working, you're paying the bills. You, there had to be something that you missed. If there was anything big, I never missed it. It didn't matter how much money it was there. I I, right, I right. never never missed it, uh, and that's because it's like you don't get those moments again. Right. I'll get an opportunity to make money again. You know what I mean? But your son playing in the Super Bowl at MetLife Stadium, like you, you'll never see that again. Put it to you like this. My wife was in labor. My son was playing at MetLife Stadium. The doctor was like, yo, the baby ain't gonna come for like another two hours, three hours. My wife was like, go, fuck it. Let's go to, let's go watch him play. So we're at MetLife Stadium. <laughs> she is in labor and we're watching my son play. You know what I mean? And then right after the game, we were right to the hospital and the last baby was born. Peyton was born. But that's that's how we are. We never want to miss anything when it comes to our kids. That's ill. I, so yeah, you so. just said something that struck a chord with me because I'm having a conflict right now. with my. So I have three kids. I have a 14-year-old daughter, an 8-year-old son, and a 5-year-old daughter. So my 14-year-old, she's playing varsity basketball. She's a freshman here in upstate New York. And um, she's she's got mad games this week. And I'm trying to go catch. I've been planning this for months. Her game schedule just kind of came up on us. So I've been like frustrated, like scared to like confront her because her game falls on Saturday where I also have uh, a bunch of games I'm going to go watch that I own a college, a bunch of high school games, right? 
And it, my intention was to bring her originally, but now she's got her own game, right? And so I'm like, yo, I don't want to miss a game because I know how, you know, how big that is for her. But I'm like, yo, I'm going to every single game this week. So I ha- finally had the conversation with her. I was like, yo, look, I really want to go to this, but I know you have a game. Help me decide, like, how meaningful is this to you? And, yo, and she was so, like, cool about it. She was like, yo, dad, like, it's cool. I I know you want to be there and you're supporting me all this way. Like, it's cool. Go go enjoy your, your high school games. And I'm like, because I No, but that, that's. That's the conversation. But also, yeah. I always tell people it's the village, right? Yeah. So when I mean it's the village. Yeah, my wife. Like, is, got, exactly. My wife's going to be they, there. My, but not only my wife. Like, I got my friends. I'd be like, yo, my son got a game. I need you to go. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. I. they're not my brother, but my sons know them because they're always around. So they'd be like, yo, Uncle So-and-So's coming to the game. Grandpa, Grandpa, yo, I need you to come to this game. So it's like they still got that village there supporting them, even though dad's not there. You know yeah. what I mean? And and that's what makes it a little easier at times too. But I'll call them in a minute. Like, yo, I need you, yo, low. Yeah, you know what I mean. But just so they they got that village and they can see. Um, and I ain't gonna lie, I'm 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 also that pop that be. I be with my wife and be like, yo, Facetime the whole game, <laughs> and she Facetiming the whole game, and, and you know that way I can I can see. Facts, me too. How how do you guys stay organized? Because your schedule, the kids' schedules, your wife's schedules, and it's great that you mentioned because I think the misconception easily could be, yo, Envy's got money. He's probably got a whole bunch of nannies. Like, he's not actively, like, having to do everything. It sounds like it's you, your lady, and then the supporting cast, which is probably, like, family members and close friends. How do you guys manage calendars as a basic thing, given all the different things going on? Now, I'm not gonna lie, that was a huge argument in my, argument in my house. And the reason being is, uh, most people don't know, but last year was the first time I got an assistant. I never had an assistant before that. Wow. I did everything, like parties, everything, hotels, bookings, bills, everything, I did it. And I hired an assistant and it's a lot easier. We would get in an argument because it'd be like Thursday and I'd be like, all right, babe, you know, tomorrow I gotta go to so-and-so. She'd be like, you gotta go where? I'd be like, I gotta go to Florida. And she'd be like, you told me and me i'm like yeah i told you you don't remember no and it'd be a big argument and the argument would be like i don't care that you're going but at least tell me like so i can prepare i'm thinking you're gonna be here i'm setting up things for you to take the kids to karate so i could do this so it, it became a thing but for, for me it's like i have an assistant now so my assistant breaks it down to what i have to do and this that and the other and it, and it makes things easy but I, I my problem is i don't trust anybody yep. so it's like Amen. i pay my own bills i'm invest my own money. Even when I buy a house or investment property or put my money into something, I have to touch it because I want to make sure it's there. I've, I've heard too many crazy stories. So that's just who I am as a person. So there's not too many people. And like I said, we got family. Like Auntie Will right now is going to pick up the kids from school and take them to karate. You know what I mean? And and my wife is, like I said, at my new house where we're moving into soon and and she's getting that house together. So it's like, yeah, we do have a cleaning company, cleaning people that do come and clean the house. But other than that, it's, sure. just, it's just us. We don't trust people driving the kids around and stuff like that. We just don't. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think I think all of us, yeah, especially E, EFN's yeah, yeah. on that wavelength for sure. And I do need an assistant, but I just I can't even see giving someone access to all your information and stuff like that. But I, I know that too, it's but, vital. But it brought me even more money because now I could focus on content and being a creative. All right. And she could focus on everything else, like even with the car shows. 
you know, in the car shows, it was only me doing the car show by myself, doing everything. And now when I got an assistant, the assistant's able to get a, a staff to, okay, well, she hired my daughter. Your daughter will do merch. This person will do this. This person will set up the cars. This person will do this. Where well, I could just go to the car show now and really enjoy it. Before I was handling merch. I was handling your advertisers. I was ha- handling general population cars, celebrity cars, VIP. I was handling all of that. But now with the having an assistant, it allows me to, instead of doing one car show a year, I can do five a year. You know what I mean? And it, and it, it helps you grow the business. How did you vet your assistant? Yeah, I was just about that. What, what was the criteria you used to decide, yo, I can give this person. Or all- find, how did you find them? All right. So, so first of all, my wife was the one that advised us. So let me tell you, um, I don't know if you ever guys ever heard a story. Yeah, I always find this, this story. I was coaching my daughter's basketball team and my daughter's basketball team was playing another team in Jersey in Teaneck. It just so happened. Chris Rock's daughter played for the team. Right. Mm. So, you know, um, the coach and I was coaching against him and we won. Right. He had to play them another game the next day because the season was about to end. So when we won, the girls were so excited to see Chris Rock. They went up to him for an autograph and he said, no, <laughs> hurt my heart. I was like, these are little girls. Petty. Like, how do you, you tell the girls? No. So the next day when we played them, I blew them out by 50, <laughs> right? By 50. Kept the good girls in the tall girls. 50. Blew them out. <laughs> Where Chris Rock was cursing at me. F you, F that, this, that, and the other, right? So the girls came back to him again the next day, and it was like, can we get a, can we get a picture now? And he was like, no, because your coach is a dick, right? This is what he true story. <laughs> so um, the coach, the coach was a black woman, right? Fast forward, my son started playing basketball. She started coaching, you know, boys basketball. So my coach, my son tried out for the team, made the team. So on that team, you'll start seeing these kids. One of his name, this kid's name is Derek White Whitehead. He's number one, he's ranked number one as a high school player. He's definitely going to the league, ranked number one. Then they have the number fourth ranked kid, the number fifth ranked kid, all this on the team. So they busting ass balling. Um, the team kind of fizzles out when the kids go to high school. I hire her as my assistant. So she's my assistant. My mother, my wife was like, yo, you should hire her. And it's good because she's she's authoritative like you're not pushing her around she's a coach like she's like she don't play she don't back down uh she's a black woman and she gets her shit done you know she went to college she played ball in college she was studying to be an attorney so it's like i get all that so before i get a contract she reads it and she already breaks down what has to be done before she sends it to the attorney like she is like she is that type of person and it, it just works well you got to keep it real, though. This is not an assistant. You hired a CEO to your company. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's that's pretty much what it is. But, you know, it's like, you know, she's getting an assistant salary for right now, but she gets perks. She gets uh, bonuses. And it's like the first thing when she started working, I, this is her second year working. I was like, yo, in your second year, you have to buy a house. She just closed on a house like 30 days ago. <sighs> like, I'm helping her. I'm helping her do all of that. Like, like. You know, she's investing in money where she's like, it's more than just Envy pays me the salary. It's like, yo, he's, I'm really helping her to grow because I want right. to see her succeed. You know, I don't want to see her succeed too much when she leaves me, but <laughs> I want to see her grow. I mean, she's, she's been working with me for a year and got her first crib, you know, right. two bedroom and you know, three. And that and the other. So she's really, really doing well. I'm really proud of her. So E, to answer your question that you probably have in your head, 
and we got a unicorn. So yeah. it's, it's going to be a bitch for you to find somebody <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's not going to be easy. Yo. Yo go, going back to, um, and you were talking about, you guys had the argument about the calendar and everything. Just, just arguments in general or any kind of conflict. How does that play out with such a large family? Do you guys try to keep that under wraps from the kids? Are they aware if the, there's tension in the air? How, how do you guys maneuver that stuff, especially no, with a large family? They're, they're totally aware. I mean, um, they know everything. You know, when we get into our arguments, you know, certain things we try to curve if, if it starts to get a little nasty. But we try to we try to be respectful when we argue, which took a lot of growing. You know what I mean? Um I mean, we're, we're totally there. And with the social media era, if something happens bigger than that, you, I mean, you have to know. So, um, for instance, I was, uh, I was, I cheated on my wife and it was all, you know, it was, it was all over. And I had to have those conversations with my kids. Mm. And reason being is I knew it was going to be on the press. I knew they were going to be able to see it. And we were able to have those conversations. And like I said, you know, um, I don't know if, if y'all have daughters, if y'all have sons, but daughters are the most loyal to their dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And just, and I tell everybody the story when I, when I told my daughter, that I cheated, you know what I mean? I thought my daughter was going to be upset and this, that, and the other. Her first question was, well, who told on you, dad? Oh. You know what I mean? Which is crazy. Like, that was her first thing. Like, wow. well, who told on you? Like, like she was about to get the gun and be like, nah, we got to go get whoever told on you. But like, it was like that, you know what I mean? Because she loves her dad so much. Right. And we were able to have those conversations based off of that. So anything that we ever been through as a family, we have those conversations. Sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes it's easy, but it makes life good. And the reason I don't hide it, like my parents hear conversations from me, is because when I get into that, that situation, I don't know what to do. Now, if they ever get into a situation like that, they know how to handle their own situation because they spoke to mom, they spoke to dad, they had a conversation about it. It's it's amazing advice. It's always difficult yeah. in the moment, but once you build that muscle and that's the routine, like it becomes a lot easier, but yeah, kudos to y'all. Let's ask, I I just want to get back to like, you you mentioned you cheated on your wife. How is it getting back from that scenario to earning that trust again, to being able to function as a full fledged family? Uh, Difficult And, and difficult, not difficult for me, difficult because it's like, you have to gain that trust back. Like you said, you know what I mean? And I always tell everybody, and this is not an excuse. You know, I, I, I'm from Queens. You know what I mean? I had glasses, braces. I was 123 pounds. I wasn't pulling no chicks. So it was like my wife was really my first everything. Mm-hmm. So it's now when you get into this game and you get a little celebrity and you get a little money, everybody's coming at you. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's easy. It's it's it wasn't difficult. It was it was very easy. You know what I mean? And. I had to get that ego out my head and say, what's more important? Am I, am I going to, am I willing to lose my, my wife, my best friend, somebody that I've known since we were 15 and 16 years old over what? So you have to start gaining that trust back and realize what it's there for. Like, you know what I mean? Like I tell everybody all the time, I got a phone up relationship, right? So it's like before, if I went to work and I left my phone at home, I'm turning around to go get that phone. I don't care if I'm going to be three hours late now. I, it doesn't matter. I'm like, right. you know, half the time, my wife posts my Instagram. I'm like, babe, post that picture of me on my Instagram. You know what I mean? Or, you know, same thing. If, if my wife would take my phone by accident and there is no fear in my heart, I'd be like, oh my God, no, it, it doesn't exist because I don't play those games no more. But you live and you learn. And she, you know, she developed like, nah, she's she seen the change. She see what it is. And, you know, I, I'm sure it, it might be still in her mind every once in a while, but 
I think that we had a play, we, we had a way better place. And I think for our relationship, I think it made us a better couple because now we're free. And when I say free, it's like people talk, yo, me and my wife is best friends. Me and my girl's best friends. We talk about everything, but do you really? Like I can talk to my wife about everything, no judgment, whether it's something that went on in the breakfast club or something that went on in, in everyday life. And we're real with each other to the point where my, you know, my wife would be like, yo, you was kind of hard on your son today. And I'd be like, well, he needs it. And then she'd be like, well, I'm just telling you this, that, and the other. And then I'd be like, all right, let me go, let me go back and go apologize to the little nigga. And you know, and then me and Logan had that conversation, or me and Jackson had that conversation, you know what I mean? But yeah, now nah, it, it, it made our relationship, and I hate when people say it, but it's the truth. It made our relationship stronger. Well, yeah, definitely if you get through it, it's gonna make it stronger. Um, really quick, you you touched on social media, and one of the things that I'm interested to talk to people that are, you know, in the in the lifestyle that we're in and the industry that we're in. How do you shelter your kids or do you even try from like trolls and, and, and all that negativity on social media? OK, so my, my younger ones are not on social media. So the eight, seven and five, they don't have a telephone. Right. They don't have a social media. They got iPad where they watch, you know, all uh, their stuff. My son plays Roblox and I don't really like it because anybody could create a thing in Roblox. Mm-hmm. And I'm having that problem now because uh, people just create yeah. up places and he goes in there. He don't know what they're saying. He doesn't understand. But you got to mute. You got to mute the chat too. That's on there too. Start seeing yeah. wild shit on there. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm, I have a problem with. But for them, it's not a problem. But my older ones, it's kind of good that they grew up in the era of me getting caught and me hitting up, hitting up all that because they can deal with it easier. You know, right, my son has course. a problem. And the thing with my son is, you know, me and Charlemagne play all day on on the radio, right? All day, like whatever. But his friends listen on the way to school. So sometimes when he go to school, they make fun of him. Oh, your dad does this. Oh, your dad. You know what I mean? Which at first I know it was difficult. But I had to tell him, I'm like, yo, your dad does that. But your dad's a millionaire. And you're going to be a millionaire at the age of 21. So you could believe. You could go off that out. But you know who your father is. And, you know, we had to have those conversations. You know what I mean? You know, but it's it's difficult. But as long as I just had those conversations, we good. But do do they ever do you ever see at least or hear from your kids? Does a crazy like because there's some like crazy trolls in social media that say some wild ass shit you know that that is kind of like if i'm a parent and i see well i am a parent but if i see my my daughters and, and my son if they're older because they're they're young right now they're three and, and one and a half once they're older if i catch something in their dms that i've seen shit people talking like yo i'm gonna murder you i'm gonna kill you i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that like i wouldn't know how to handle that you know what i'm saying like i can handle it for myself but for my kids i don't know I can but, handle that. You know, you know what I realize is, is is a troll is a troll. You can't stop it. I mean, right. And if you if if if, if you allow that to, to upset you, your stress levels will be to the roof, man. You, right. You, instead of your beard just being gray, your mustache should be gray. Your eyebrows. Uh, I mean, be gray. come on, look. You already see how stress how I handle stress <laughs> over here. <laughs> so I mean, it'll drive you crazy. So I I don't allow it to bother me. I just try to keep my kids as safe as possible. And with that right. is, is you know, I always tell people this, right? And this is going to sound like some bougie shit, but I, I don't give a fuck. We work hard to provide for our family, right? And I work hard so my kids ain't got to go through the same things that I have to go through. So if I have to put my, my, my daughter in a building with a doorman and a key code where she has to get in the elevator and it costs me a little extra money, I'm willing to pay that extra money for her safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my son, if, if, if that means that if he wants to go somewhere, I got to send somebody with him, not to, not to quote unquote, be security with them, but just to be in the club and to be in the spot, to be in a place just to make sure they good. I'm going to do that. For instance, my son went to Rolling Loud in um, Miami. 
I sent them with two people. Like they weren't holding his hand the whole time, but they was in rolling loud with him. If anything happens, they're able to pull them out and they know mm. better than what they are. So those are the things that I do to make sure my kids is good, to make sure that they're protected. You know, I, I'm into dogs. So, you know, I got a bunch of dogs that run the property when I'm not home. You know what I mean? Those are the things that I do just to make sure. Like I said, I, if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. But I'm just trying to limit it as much as possible. All right. That makes sense. How hey, do you going back. Go, go ahead, man. No, no, no. You no, I was, I was going to ask about on the uh, on the financial side of things and, and touching on the real estate a little bit, but just I was going there. Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. So I'm just curious, like I, I you know, how did you or, or how are you prepping your kids um, to to be set up financially successful and and being you know cognizant and independent on their own and learning? Like I, I think it's great the stuff that you're doing, especially on the real estate side of things. And I'm and I'm guessing, you know, you've instilled uh, a lot of knowledge in your kids coming up. And, and where does that come from? Where does that mentality come from? But the mentality came from not being broke. Right. That's straight up and down. My parents are, you know, like most parents that are not for money. They don't know anything about investing. You know, my parents still live in the same house that I grew up in. You know, they, they've owned that house for 44 years. They, they're still in Queens. My dad does not want to leave. He understands he, he likes the area. He knows the area. He knows the neighbors. He knows when the garbage man is coming. He knows when they're cutting the grass. He ain't leaving. But, you know, with that being said, he's never invested a dollar in his life because he never know. Nobody ever taught him. So I had to figure it out on my own. And with the music industry and, and radio and all this other stuff, you don't get a retirement. It's not like, you know, you get a 401k. You got to make right. your own retirement. So when I started having these kids and started getting a little older, I'm like, I'm not going to be the 60-year-old DJ in the club unless I want to be. You know what I mean? If I want to, that's fine. You know what I mean? But if I don't want to be, I don't want to do it because, yo, I got to because I got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. I want to do it because I enjoy it. You know, even now to this day, they're like, yo, Amy, you still do the clubs? I'm like, I enjoy it. That's the biggest joy I get when it comes to music. Being able to be in a club and DJ and see somebody having a fucked up day and be like, you know what? He just changed my day around, you know what I mean? Or somebody having a birthday and you just made their birthday the best ever. So it's like, I wanted to do that. And the only way that I knew how to do it was real estate. You know, you look at all the big people, whether it was Trump or Rockefellers or whoever it was, they made their fortunes off of real estate. So I just started trying and just started buying properties. And at first I didn't know what I was doing. I would buy a property, I would live in it, sell it, and then go buy another property, live in it and sell it. And then you start learning. Um, and then you just start figuring it out. You start asking questions and then you start doing it the right way and start making money. And to answer your question about my daughter, my daughter's in NYU and her major is uh, environmental real estate. Right now she's taking uh-huh. her, she's getting her real estate license as a sophomore. Uh, wow. And I'm actually doing it with her. We're doing it together. I don't need a real estate license to invest, but the more knowledge is, is everything. So we're doing it together and she's learning that. So this summer she's going to do an internship at my real estate company. And what she's going to do is I'm going to give her a budget. And she's going to have to go to auction.com and, and look for a house and bid on a house and then buy a house and then, you know, get a contractor. And she's going to have to flip that house. And that's going to be her. That's what she has to do this summer. That's going to be her job that's this summer up. to do that. So and we're going to document it, make it fun and let her go through the process of, of, of going to auction.com, finding contractors, picking tile, picking stone and, and all of that. So, you know, that's going to be her job. And, and um. You know, that's that's the first and, and hope that she'll learn how to do it. And I think once she learns how to do it and she sees, you know, you do a flip and she'll get eighty thousand dollars. I think she'll get addicted and be like, no, this is what I want to do. And that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. You hear that HGTV? That's a that's a five part series that Envy just told you he's making. <laughs> right. Send a check. Have that deal. Send the check. Absolutely. Yo, so, Man, so you, you, you got it. You, you were um, inspired by 
by his investing stuff, right? Did so you, yeah, I'll of be checking you and Caesar out um actually for a while. Um but but yeah, I, I kind of got into real estate investing what was it like 2018? I bought my first property in 2019 and actually just cashed out refi the investment on it yesterday. So they wired the money over and all of that. So I got my investment back. The assets there, it's got plenty of equity and it's a pain itself plus, you know, throwing off a few few hundred bucks a month. So so I went through the process and I've been really quiet about it. I mean, you know, to my friends in, in close circles, I talk about it only because I wanted to prove that the process that I decided to choose to go through it worked, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a kid from the Bronx who's been sold all sorts of dreams and you learn real quick, like a lot of it is bullshit. So I got with, and you're, I know you're familiar and I'm not sure this is the, the strategy you guys use, but you've heard of the Burr method. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's what we apply. So Burr stands for buy, rehab, rent, refi. And basically repeat the process, right? So we were able to, you know, successfully do it. And, and so, so that's my personal story. Whatever, I'm about to go make some more opportunities happen down in Philadelphia. But the question I have for you, sir, is in the context of real estate, right? Their their methods. You guys have your strategy, how you go about acquiring property and like utilizing it to build wealth. How, and it sounds like part of this is what you're doing with your daughter and her internship. When it comes to like showing them the ropes of the business, is it hands on like what yeah. you just described? That's your your way forward, correct? Yeah, I mean, if if and, and you know the whole idea was, and I'm glad. I don't. You said you were inspired. I'm glad, and that's the reason why I talk about it so much, right? I'm I'm like you. I've been sold so many dreams. So many people told me. So once I figured it out, I, I realized what it was, and that's why if you look at me, I never take a dollar from anybody. I don't yeah. have a a, a a fund where I take money and we invest. I don't do any of that. The only thing we do is the seminars, which we charge $99. And the reason we charge $99, I tell everybody all the time, is one, I got to pay for the venue. And then I bring every speaker there. So I bring the guy that's going to lend you the money. So if you need to talk to him, he's not charging you. He's going to get your credit and 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 get you the money. I, t- I bring the credit guy there that's going to help you raise your credit. I bring auction.com where I get my properties from so they can break down how to do it. I bring a, a real estate attorney that anybody can use. And I bring all these people, hard money lenders. And if they want, if people want to talk to them and use them, you can. There is no, well, we got to pay it. But that's the only. But that's the only reason. The only reason I do that is because I, I like to inspire people. I want to show people what I'm doing. And for every celebrity that has called, and I've got so many celebrities, houses, loans, fix their credit, and they be like, "Yo, what you need? I don't want nothing. I want to see you successful. I want to see my people living next to me, and yeah. not just." And not just people from black people or, or whatever. I want to see people from our community, that hip hop community that's living next door. Not the 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 guy that 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 works on Wall Street and he's supposed to be there because he got you know family lineage of of people teaching him how to do that. No, I'm talking right. about the people that just figured it out. But yeah, to to say anybody that comes to me and be like, yo, E, I want to get into it. I got this. The first thing I'm like, yo, meet me at my office. And then when they come to the office, I take them right to Patterson. This is my house. We in the middle of the hood. We spec. We stepping over heroin needles. We stepping over crackheads. We going through homeless people. We there's rats, there's mice, there's roaches, there's this, there's bed bugs, there's all that. But this is what we going to, so they can see like, oh, this ain't no game. This ain't no pretty. Oh, I put a little money here and then no, this is what I do. And I also wanted to, I wanted to know the process. And you know, and I tell everybody all the time, you know, I'll get the fuck, I'll get that 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 fucked up house, that house that nobody wants, that got shit all over the place, heroin, I'll buy that. 
because one, I'm going to get it for a low price, lower than any other house on the, on the block. And two, I'm going to make the most money off that crib. So that's how I look at it. And I want people to see it the same way. So I'm hands on with everything. It is no just, okay, invest and go. No, I'm, I, I've, I've been to every hood. I've been to every crib and you know, it is what it is. It's, it's so I subscribe to a hundred percent everything you just said, because the way I see it, and, and I'm actually about to start a fund with some of my close friends that have never invested a dime and just put it in plain English for them in a way where we can go pool our money and go acquire a few properties, bring in a hard money lender and leverage that money to make it an Absolutely. even bigger opportunity. Right. And, and, and then be able to teach them along the way, the little bit that I know and learn together and then build up that that opportunity cut like you know you hear about black wall street and all the opportunities that people like us have been able to like try to capitalize on and affect for one reason or another didn't really make it too far when you right. grow a pie big enough like the opportunity is pretty much endless for everybody you can't look at it like yo fuck that i'm gonna just hoard everything over here because you're talking about peanuts at the end of the day with the potential of that shit really being huge everybody could eat and there's plenty left over so I, I, lo I love your guys' philosophy and I applaud you guys for doing what you do, man, because it's super helpful for those that are really serious about trying to trying to make that move. Thank you, man. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man, that information is is invaluable. And I'm sure a byproduct of, of you saying you're buying the cribs and the, they have the heroin needles and, and the crack houses or whatever, I'm sure the byproduct of that is that you're actually you're doing something that that's a good investment for you, but it also probably helps that neighborhood out when you fix that crib out. You know? up the neighborhood. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, I got I got one last question for you before we head out of here, MV. What advice do you give a father who looks at you and says, "Yo, this dude got six kids, and I'm over here scared to have my first? I mean, well, the first thing I would say is, I mean, fatherhood. I mean, as we all can say, is not about money. It's about time. It's about love. My kids wouldn't care if I lived in this house, if we lived in Queens, if we lived. And the PJs, just the fact that we all together, um, and 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 every kid is different. That's one thing I realized. The way I I, I raise Madison, which is my oldest, is not going to be the way I raise Brooklyn, which is my second youngest. It's they're all different, and it's just to have that real conversation with them. You know, my kids come to me for anything, like anything. My my daughter, when she goes on a date, she talks to me about the the, the boy, and and it's dope. And and I'll just tell you a quick little little, little thing. So my daughter went on a, on, a, on a date with this dude, with this kid, and um, they were on a boat. They were in Martha's Vineyard, um, and they were on a boat. And, you know, my daughter had her phone, and the kid grabs her phone, runs upstairs, and deletes all her, her DMs, right? Cool. So my daughter was like, oh, well, well, my daughter's like, you know what? Well, give me your phone. Let me see your DMs. Dude ran upstairs and wouldn't come back down. <laughs> Came back down 20 minutes later and was like, here, you can see my phone. Now... I'm a father, but I was also a fucking knucklehead kid. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, well, you know what he did? He went upstairs and he deleted all his DMs and he gave it back to you, right? You you do know that. She was like, really? I'm like, yeah. She was like, well, how do you know? I said, because that's what I would have did. <laughs> I said, there was a point where I would have, I said, I probably would have got a little worse. I'd have chucked the phone in the ocean. You can't see, I can't see. We all, me, nobody seeing my phone. But she, I'm able to teach you those lessons that maybe people wouldn't necessarily get, or maybe he could have lied and be like, nah, you know, I was just going upstairs, you know, anything. Cause you know, fellas lie, but I was able to have that real conversation with her where she got it and she understood. And those are the conversations we need to have with our kids. Yeah, it's cool to baby your kids and I hug my kids, kiss my kids, but also we gotta be real with them. 
we have to teach them those life lessons before the streets teach them those life Absolutely. lessons. Facts. And that's the only thing. 100%. So, so dads out there considering or, or you are a dad, like, yo, get 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 yourself in those conversations because it's, if you oh, don't, you somebody will. you six kids. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, so Envy doesn't know. Manny Digital over here, he's, he, I say it's a Dominican thing. He's always pushing for everybody to have more and more kids. But you see how I didn't with Envy, right? I'm like, yo, you no, good, he, you son. You didn't have to. He already <laughs> had it. He tapped out. You, you up there and he already talking about like this year we had six. Like he's already thinking eight, ten maybe. Nah, he's nah, trying nah, to go nah. for it. I'm done. You know, it's funny. You know, I was talking about somebody the other day. Like, I, I think I'm gonna, I'm, I think I'm gonna tie my tools, man. I'm gonna, buy, I'm gonna get a vasectomy, cut my nuts, whatever I need to do. <laughs> like, enough's enough. Like, I, I'm, my pullout game is weak. It's weak. I, now I do my sperm is strong, so I'm like, nah, I can't. Like, nah, no more. Because now it's getting to the, and I don't want to be the, uh, you know, it's difficult now, but I don't want to be the, the, the 50 year old parent. And my kid is five years old. I don't yeah. want to be that. So I don't want to keep shooting up the club. You know what I mean? I was happy. My daughter's 20, almost 21. I'm 40 something. And we can enjoy each other. Like she could come yeah. to the club with me. We could chill. We could, I'm still into her music. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the 60 year old and my, my kid is seven and, and he's playing some new rap artist. And I'm sitting there like hip hop. You know what I mean? I don't want to be that, you know? Well, you got a newborn. So you kind of going to be that. I got, I got a one and a half year old. So I'm kind of going to be that too. Yeah, true. But you know what? I also got a 20-year-old and an 18-year-old that helped dad. Yeah, and mom that's and real. That's real. That's that's a, that's another thing. That's big. It. That's a big I hack. need to adopt a 21-year-old real quick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Evie, man, it's it's a pleasure, bro. Thank you for being so transparent with us and, and just kicking it with us, man. I, I know you it, man. you got sh tons of shit. You probably should be going to sleep because the morning show coming up real soon bro like uh you know what uh, uh, uh this is actually this is my light day and the reason is my light day like i said my wife we're moving into a new house so my wife is over there setting up and, and getting everything together the kids got activities so this is like the quiet time so like oh, nice. once i put the baby to sleep this is like now i could just chill and relax do stuff around the house that i usually don't get to do cut my toenails like, <laughs> just, you know, just regular shit i get to do now you know what i mean so uh, uh, so it's kind of good Good. Well, well, thanks for sharing that time with us, though. Yeah, nah, appreciate thank you, you so bro. much, man. I appreciate y'all. All right, bro. Peace. Peace man. All right, Peace, man. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child. Be a father to your child.